Hello and welcome. This is the Regular Features Podcast. I was just about to refer to that burp, but now we have to put it in. Oh, yes. Very good burp. Thank you very much. I've been working on it. My name is Matt Lees. I'm joined by Gavin Murphy. Hiya. And are you ready? Yes, you, the readers. Mm. Lovely readers sitting at home. I don't mean that. I'm not not trying to come on to you. I am. Um, Are we? We're going to have a romance special. Yeah. Now, we've done this once before. Actually, this is the only time that it was me and you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And I think in many regards, like, we are like the devil and the angel on on the shoulders of of the world. Which one am I? I don't know. I'm the angel. You might be. That's the thing is, who knows? I'm the devil. I know I'm the devil. That's the thing. It's a twisty turn. That's what I like about regular features. Most of the time, Gav's the devil. Mm. But then sometimes you think, nah, maybe you're the angel. Maybe this whole fucking planet is upside down. It, like when you say something naughty, it is like seeing a teacher out in town drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always think. Oh, who's, who's good? Who's, who's bad? Good, good, bad no one man. knows. Okay. But somebody who does know whether you've been naughty or whether you've been nice is Santa Claus. And what? of course, it's Valentine's Day <laughs> and uh, you've got to get your kisses right from the big man in the red hat. Last year, we called this like the saddest podcast ever. And like I was actually going, oh, I actually pre- feel pretty happy. And then something happened today, and I was just like, oh, God, I feel sad. Oh, what? Um, so when I was a little kid, I tweeted about this, but when I was a kid, like Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood was like one of my favorite ever films. Yeah. Like, I used to watch it all the time. And so that's, that's and, your sexual awakening, yeah? Yeah. Well, man, those foxes are fucking I know, they're, beautiful. They're, like, I used to watch it all the time until like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Jurassic Park came along. Like, as a kid, that's the only thing that I watched, pretty much. And um, I, was, I was like, oh, just doing a thing for work about it. I was like, looking about it. The director died like a month before I was even born. Something really sad about that. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I actually find it sadder in the reverse when I discover something now and then mm. I realise that like the time has passed and something yeah. sad has already happened to all the people involved. I'm trying to find out. I'm just going to look it up. What's it? Yeah. It was like, well, I, I, I then, I, so I was speaking to somebody else at work about this and, and uh, then he said, yeah, it's like watching any film with a dog in it from like more than 10 years ago. It's like, that dog is dead as fuck. Like absolutely dead. Like Beethoven, the dog Beethoven died just after making Beethoven second. And I think there's like nine Beethoven films, which means that's not the same Beethoven, but they don't like talk about it. So it goes, goes Beethoven, Beethoven second. Matt, you have to jump on a little bit because I'm almost out of Beethoven chat, to be honest. <laughs> Man, I, I, I was expecting we just cut this out. Be- Beethoven the third. <laughs> <laughs> Beethoven the fourth. <laughs> and what happened to Beethoven fifth? Thanks, Beethoven. You saved my life. But you better go home now. Mom said to stay in the backyard. So I, I just wanted to look something up while you were talking about dogs, right? And this was a similar thing, but I discovered a really lovely little song recently, a little lovely love song. So if this podcast ends up being a really depressing one again, yeah. then you can go away and have a little listen to this song. It's called... Um, La-di-da, L-A-H-D-I-D-A-H, by a man called Jake Thackray. And it's an old, sort of, maybe 70s, 60s thing. But it was really sad, because it's a really beautiful little song yeah. about being so in love with someone that you'll spend time with their awful family and not complain, <laughs> basically. But it's, it's, it's beautiful. We've all been there. But then it's like, you listen to it, and then you look it up, and it's like, oh, you became an alcoholic, he's dead now. You're like, oh. Now we're agreed that we're in love. We'll have to face the law, I mean, that's a tangent, but I just thought I'd bring it back to something romantic because it's like honestly, it. it's a gorgeous song. It, mm. ma- it makes me feel very bubbly inside. Yeah. Anyway, romance special number two. 
Yeah. The idea I guess we had was we were going to sit and tell more sad stories stories from our childhood dating. Yeah. However, I listened back to the episode that we recorded a year ago. Yeah. I've pretty much done it all. Okay. I mean, really, for a bit of redux. Yeah. There is some stuff to be done. I'm just not sure whether or not (laughs) you can bring it up. We can do this. You can dredge it up. Well, it's difficult because you'll probably find the same in the fact that really, um, I'm talking about my childhood sadness. Yeah. But then you you get onto the kind of later years, the teen years, the kind of um, university. Yeah. And it's muddier. And it also starts to involve people who you actually still know a little bit. Because those people are still alive. Mm. Not like Beethoven. Not like the people in his childhood (laughs) who are all dead. Um, But I also realise that it's like, and I kind of feel like maybe it is worth going into a little bit just because I I, I listen back and obviously our stories are all about sad things that happened to us and how we'd be wronged. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I realise actually, um, quite clearly, when I look back at my later teenage years. You've confused it. You've turned you and the girl around. So actually... It was you doing the wrong in. I was a dick at times. Like I did have really? a, Yeah, not, not in a bad way. But I just haven't heard any of those types of stories. Just in We've a young, had enough of those types of stories on the other podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just in a young way, you know, mm. of being like kind of annoyed when I thought a girl liked me and then she wasn't interested in being like, oh, yeah, why yeah. don't you want to go with me? Yeah. Rather than just outright respecting it, being a bit like annoyed about it. Yeah. Which is just like. All the sort of stuff I look at now from afar and go, oh, that's, come on, that's very childish, girl, yeah. sort of thing. Some people still see any kind of interaction as, like, sexual in nature. Which is like, if a girl likes a picture of yours on Instagram, that doesn't mean she wants to wank you off in a park. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you do well to remember that. You just fuck up. I think it's something especially, like, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I felt like I, I wasn't, like, outwardly mean, but I fucked up a lot of stuff at university. <laughs> In terms of like, I was going to say, I'll go first, but I think you should go first. <laughs> I, th- I wonder if it's like, it's like a hadron collider of, of yeah. social interactions and the fact that you're like meeting loads of people all the time. You're trying to reinvent yourself. Something's pissed. about to go wrong. Well, no, I just, I just remember specifically things I'd done that I'm and nothing in like, there's no like good real stories. There's to just a lady, individual a things. Like I... At one point, I did tell a bunch of people, started off with my friends, and then it just became a joke that a girl had given me chlamydia, and she, she became known as Chlamydia Girl. She may have done, she might not have done. I don't. I thought that she did, but did I don't chlamydia? know. Uh, yeah, I did. All right, okay, fine. Yeah. That's fine. As long as you had chlamydia. But, but still. I really meant you just go and, oh, see her. She gave me chlamydia. Have you got chlamydia? Yes. And it was shitty, though, because I shouldn't have done that. And yeah, the only reason I did is actually because I really liked her, and <laughs> she sort of like didn't call me well, back after a yeah. one night thing and I was like ah oh, so I kind of just got a bit bitter and spiteful yeah. about it which was really shitty of me it's very shitty so that is very so shitty. there's lots of little things like that like and and yeah. also like I think mainly the the thing I'm most ashamed of from mm. my from my youth of um of dating is actually the exact thing that I had I talked about in a story last time about how I asked a girl if she wanted to go on a date with me to um yeah. Pizza Hut oh no not Pizza Hut come on fuck off Pizza Express yeah I'm not a scrub. Yeah, yeah, First date. Pizza Hut is fourth date. <laughs> it's like fourth date on the third year. Yeah. yeah. But, and she basically said yes, but then changed her mind. Yeah. Um, and it, in what felt like was saving face. Okay. But I realised like when I was younger, especially actually when I was like, you know, 19, 20. You shouldn't that, have burnt down her uncle's house. I shouldn't have done that. Her uncle hadn't done anything wrong. He didn't deserve. Showed her though, didn't it? It did. It sent a message. I mean, you've got to send a message. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, arson aside, you, I did, I did quite frequently, um, 
find myself in situations where I would like, where I would not see a girl yeah. just because I, th- I was worried about like face, about saving face, which is I mean, really awful. worried about your face. I was like, you've got a great face. What are you doing in my face? Get off of, <laughs> stop trying to draw my face with pens. No, yeah. no, no. But that idea of being like, I'd have people who like me and then I'd be like, I, I might quite like them a bit, but I, yeah. I felt somehow like in, because I was an egotistical little shit, yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt somehow like that the idea of me being with them was wrong somehow and that people right, would right. judge me or something, which is so shitty. And um, yeah, but I think a lot of people feel that way. And there yeah. is a lot of like tendency to feel like you kind of have to have to be with somebody who you feel is, is of your level. Well, actually, it's just like, oh man, just Mate, chill the fuck out. Like I, every person I meet is above my level. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to deal with that shit. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, sweet. Any girl that I meet is just like her worst, like 2%. It's going to be a lot better than all of me. Well, I guess I, I guess there's just different reflections of insecurity. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But mine was mine was very much a, that kind of insecurity thing. But I don't know it's just shitty. Yeah. I just realised that so much of now the behaviour I look at in the world and go, oh come on, that's fucking brattish, boyish bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was never like a super shit. Yeah. But I was definitely like not good. Do you think if the internet had been like really big when you were a kid, oh, I'd be awful. You'd yeah. be Gamergate. I probably would have been something like that. Yeah, at one point, because <laughs> I did used to think like websites were corrupt and on the tape yeah, yeah now yeah. i just realized they're just a bit shit yeah um which is the the, the, the cold hard truth <laughs> realize of the world. everyone is on the take. just everything's just a bit rubbish like things are not as good as you want them to be oh yeah and yeah. that that's just chaos it's oh. not actually any purpose yeah um but yeah i don't know i just i, I felt i've kind of like i just felt a bit bad because i was like yeah. i just sort of thought like to have a what we did a year ago of just going oh, what's wrong these ladies yeah when actually it's like now nah, come on dude like you were a, you were a, a dick well, at times. You say that, Matt, but have you never been a dick? You've been a dick <laughs> fucking loads on. of times. Why am I asking you that? Come on, Matthew. You say that, but here is a story in which I don't think I was a dick, and I think I was wronged. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. So I was going out with a girl, and it was the girl that I lost my virginity to. So I obviously had a connection to her via the strings on my penis that come out when you lose your virginity to a girl. Yeah. Like it's like the head thing from Donnie Darko, but it's from a Willie to a lady Willie. What's the lady vagina. Um, every year um, in our school, they did like a big history trip where they would take the history class, the A-level history class to uh, New York and do a bunch of like historical things around New York and stuff like that. Um, and I was going to go. Cause she was going and like we had, you know, we had a good relationship for 16, 17 year olds. If any of those people have good relationships. Um, when you're 16, 17, it does not take a lot no. to have a good relationship. It's mostly just loads of sex. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, like I was came from a really poor family, so we could, I couldn't afford to go. Like my parents couldn't afford to send me. So I was like quite sad, but I wasn't a dick or anything. Like that. I was just like, Oh, that's fine. I won't go. Um, so she went, and we were quite sad because it was like, this is going to be the longest we'd ever been away from each other. Mm. Um, so, and she was really sad about going. So what I did was she had her itinerary. This is so fucking sad. Like I think about this a lot. <laughs> um, but I looked, so she basically showed me her itinerary. And she got, I was, she was really excited. And then she left over my house. So what I did was like, I wrote her a daily letter for when she went away. She was away for about, fucking 17 days what i wrote her a daily letter and you knew what she was doing every so day i knew what she was doing so i basically did she like, know that you'd done that well what 
that really? you'd you looked at her itinerary. She showed it to me. She was excited. Like she was okay, showing me the itinerary. Right, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But then you took notes of it. No, no, she left it over my house. Oh, she left okay. it over my house. So I was like, you know, fine. I was sad in my house and I was like, oh, I can't just had to clarify that yeah, you weren't yeah, yeah. a massive creep. Yeah, sure. I didn't steal it or anything like that. This is before like mobile phones. You can't even just take a snap of it and be nah. like, this would be a nice surprise. Oh, I would have def- I would have definitely Jack Bowered it. Like <laughs> at the time. Oh, waterboarded like, her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... What are you doing on the Tuesday? Where's the trigger? Um, but yeah, so I, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, what could I do? I'll, I'll write to her a daily letter um, for when she was away. Right. And it was like, these are like two pages of A4, front and backs. So what's that? Four pages of nonsense. Um, and it's basically, but just referring directly to one, how much I apparently loved her, but also like stuff that she'd be seeing that day. Like, it's so sad. So I gave her the, so like on the morning that- Sounds pretty sad. It is really sad. On the morning that she was going, um, I went, I went obviously and I gave her these letters and she was like, oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Absolutely awesome. And then like, she got back and she was like, everything, like we were like, oh yeah, I'm so glad you're back. This is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was standing on a train station uh, with her in Cardiff and I got a text from a friend of mine going, is it true that name beep cheated on you in New York? And I was standing next to her. And so he's like, I'll ask her, mate, one sec. I was like, and I just showed her the phone. Oh. And then, like, you can tell from someone's face. And I was just like, mm. really? Are you fucking kidding me? Is there not enough fucking action in those 17 letters? Yeah, she could have been rubbing one off to, like, all that shit I'd written any in them, there. Any of them. I'd drawn some pretty graphic stuff. Providing she hadn't um, opened them day early, like in, like in an advent calendar. That's yeah, naughty. Know, Maybe she opened them all, but just like, this guy's a fucking loser. Can't wait to wag somebody else. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, and then but the, it made it really sad as well because like my dad was coming to pick us up from, and it the, was your dad. It was my dad. <laughs> she <laughs> wagged off her. on the rocky steps With in Philadelphia. Yeah. Why was he even there? <laughs> he does like Rocky, um, <laughs> but yeah, my dad was picking me up from. We were getting the train from Cardiff to Ashton Monarch, which was about twenty five minutes. Right, my dad was picking us up in Ashton Monarch. We were going home to my house, and then when I got there, I was just like, "You're not. You know, I don't want you to come." home with me so i got in the car my dad was like hey where's your girlfriend and i was like oh we broke up and that was it that was the end yeah of the um but it's all right i looked at a picture of the other day she's minging now no that's not true she's beautiful i'm sure she, that doesn't doesn't matter gav <laughs> jesus what's wrong with you gav what's wrong with you see i was like too sad and then people were like yeah fine 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 i hate him again that's good Awesome. No, that's. I mean, I mean, this is the flip side of it, though. Is really like because I didn't really have many relationships when I was younger at all. Like, I don't don't really have experience. I don't have this sadness. No, I I don't think I've ever had anyone properly cheat on me. I had someone who I was like, I wasn't really seeing. I sort of started seeing, but then she was seeing someone else. He was a fucking total scrub as well. I've no idea. To that day, I'm not always are, sir. They always are. Unbelievable. It's one of these things where, like, we sort of we started seeing each other a bit. Nothing had really happened, and then this other guy was sort of like this weird creepo on the edge, and I was like, "Yeah, what's going on with this?" And then I I saw them like chatting to each other at one point in the car park after work, and I was like, Mm. "Are you fucking joking?" And she was like, "Oh, don't be ridiculous." You know, is that the other guy telling you not to worry about? But you're like, it it was literally, and I was like, but I couldn't believe it because afterwards, like. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like, I actually just still find it shocking and funny. I just yeah. think that guy must have like a secret second charisma or something yeah. that he only brings out at some times because he was a fucking ugly chode motherfucker yeah. who used to listen to the worst music. Yeah. And this, this guy. There's nothing good about him. This guy was actually a lot fitter than me. 
Like fair. a lot of fear. I mean, fair. A lot of fear. Um, but it's the a, holiday allure as well. Exactly the holiday. holiday allure. But his sister let me finger it in a pub car park. Needless to say, I had the last laugh. I think it's more like Game of Thrones. Just sort of like the house rivalries have finally ended after years of feuding. Um, yeah, well, that's nice, isn't it? That's nice. Yeah, I only just remembered about the fingering thing, which is mad, isn't it? Like, the actual thing I remember is the pain and not fingering. Mate, I, can re- I can remember, like, up until university, where I actually started... Um, fingering. Stuff, fingering, I guess. I, <laughs> Why are you looking at your hands? I'm just trying to remember. What You're it, looking at your wedding ring. Trying to remember what it, what it feel, feels like. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I've no idea. But no, it's fine. It's just, I think it's like, I, th- I think I just want, I've already done it, but I just wanted to clarify yeah, that yeah. it's like, it's all very well for us to sit and talk about how we've been wrong. But needless to say, we've done, I've done bad things. I've been a bad person as well. So, we, so we asked people to send... Uh, we did, because I realised I didn't have any more sad stories that make people feel feel bad or good about I us. could have done this podcast by myself. I mean, it'd be a lot sure less fun. I'm sure you could. And I reckon at some point I'd say something, people are like, oh, you can't say that. It's because like you were the Casanova of children. You were just out there uh, kissing everybody. <laughs> Still am, baby. Still what? am. What? No... <laughs> No, I, w- I went quite swiftly the, the classic uh, male thing of, of going from being wronged mm. to slightly wronging other people. And um, yeah, I just, yeah, sometimes you just think, oh, I was a shit. Especially because, you know, you know, when you're now like, you're like existing in the world. Maybe I'm being a shit now. Maybe all the stuff I do now is because of this one girl. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you've been wronged so hard that it's going to take yeah. you longer to get over it. But I find, what I find weird is that now I like to think of myself as being like a fairly decent person. And I'm like here on the internet saying vaguely decent things, burning people like you alive because yeah. you're vaguely decent. the devil, obviously. Yeah. But then I know that there are not a huge amount of people, but a small amount of people I've crossed paths with in the world. That if they ever saw the sort of things I'm saying now, they'd That's be it. like, yeah, yeah. he can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. He did that. Oh, and I'd be like, yeah, I did. Sorry about that. She also, she also, this girl, while you find those emails, she messaged me very recently. Asking because she teaches at school and was just like, Oh, would you like to come and give a talk at uh, a school about like your job and how you got it and stuff like that? And I thought, This is amazing. I'm going to turn up. She'd be like, Oh, would you like to come and give a talk at my school about how you got off with that guy in New York? <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and it was is, my dad. <laughs> in, in, my, in my head, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm going to turn up. I'm going to look, I'm going to wear my, my best suit. Oh I'm going to be God. like, Yeah, who here has ever cheated on me? <laughs> One hand up. <laughs> Put it up. <laughs> um, but what I, I did instead was uh, I just didn't follow my Twitter. So yeah, but basically what we've worked out now through two consecutive years of me and Gav sitting around and talking about either how bad I've we are. I've never done anything wrong. Gav's never done anything wrong. I, mm. however, have been a bad man and will yeah. probably go to hell. Yeah. Um, but like, sort of like one of the not very deep versions of hell where it's just a bit toasty but we can help everyone else with their problems now and judging other people is fun yeah 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 yeah, so first of all um, we have a story here from Mr. Johnny Chiodini is it? yeah first one in eager he's been been in the podcast before but only because he failed to turn up to a live show he's basically he's a friend of ours um, and he failed to turn up to a live show so we sang a song called fuck you Chiodini oh yeah fuck you you cunt I remember that. that was number one in Lithuania, I believe. It's it great. It's a great song. I've heard worse songs. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we all have. So he said he was seven years old and he really fancied a girl called Daisy in his class. So on the Valentine's, he brought in a cuddly toy, the label he'd anonymously written and then left it on a desk. I did some of that shit. Never panned out well. Mm. It was my plan to just... Oh my God, I just remembered a terrible story. 
Uh, and I'll come back to that. This is why I hope it happens. <laughs> Shit. I thought, I thought I was done. I told my story about doing this when I was a kid in the last episode. Yeah, it was my plan to just gift it to her and then not let her know it was me. But when she walked in, I panicked, hid around the corner. She started asking who'd given her the toy. And when someone said it was me, she yelled, Ugh! I hope I got that right, Johnny, and threw it across the room while I watched still hiding around the corner. Oh, feeling a bit disheartened, I decided it was easier to change the name on the label to that of my teacher. I thought you said, <laughs> feeling um, a bit disheartened, I decided the easiest thing to do was a chinner. No. <laughs> change. That's how I got my name. Chinnadini. <laughs> yeah. No, it, oh, this is shameful. So this girl's picked up this toy. She's yep. gone, Ugh. she's thrown it. Yep. He decides rather than carrying it round like a shameful <clears throat> lodestone for the rest of the day, good use of language there, mm. Um, because I suppose when you're a kid, you don't have bags, really, do you? Not in the same way. You do, but aren't you only allowed to touch them at the beginning and end of the yeah, day? Yeah, to stop kids from bringing in guns and shit, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he decided to change the name on the label to his teacher's name and put it on her desk. So this is like double your money. Yeah. Double or quits. The only thing is, somehow the teacher found out that she'd been given a reject gift probably because the name Daisy had been poorly crossed out on the label. Aww. So when registration started, she started talking about how it wasn't nice to reject gifts and that we oh. should all think about one another's feelings. Oh. And then she made Daisy walk to the front of the room <gasps> and collect the present. <gasps> oh my God. That's fucking grim. Oh my God. And then she God. made Daisy suck Johnny off in front of all of us. I wasn't going to read that out, Gareth. Jesus. <laughs> no, he basically said his attempt to Fuck. style out a rejection turned into a situation whereby it looked like he'd snitched and then used the teacher as oh. leverage to force a classmate to accept my advances. It says, we did not end up going out. That is brutal. That is, is brutal. Bru I kind of feel like he wanted that. I feel like this teacher that he got the gift for, she's fucking assisting the patriarchy here, being like, Oi, Daisy, what are you doing spurning this yeah, boy's yeah, advances? Yeah. Yeah. Come and take his gift. That's not good. Because that's the thing. I'm on Daisy's side. She, yeah. don't, she don't want anything to do with Johnny. The teacher is fine. the baddie in this story. Yeah. Johnny's fine. The Daisy is fine. Yeah. I mean, she could not shout her, but she didn't know who was there. It was hiding she, the also, she's seven as well. She's like. seven. You've got to let like, seven-year-olds have these discretions. I sometimes say, er, when I don't want to do something. Yeah, I do. Now, I'm lot. 31. Yeah, Gav, like, can you just pass me one of those? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. See? Yeah, I shouldn't ask you to do these things. <laughs> no, I just remembered. I don't know if I told this ever. <clears throat> this is a bad thing I've done. Um, when I was a kid in yeah. primary school, there was this girl in my class, and I still remember her name. Yeah. I'm sure she won't mind. She's probably dead now, I don't know. Hazel Butler. Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> She was a big dog. <laughs> I'd have loved her. <laughs> no, she was a girl. Yeah. She's perfectly nice. Um, but uh, she really was a bit much and she fancied me. Yeah. And again, it was that thing like when you when I was a kid, I have memories of being, mainly being really lonely and really yeah. sad, but also feeling like there were people I couldn't go out with because people would laugh at me. And that was really sad. But I think lots of people relate to that. <clears throat> so anyway, she was really, really fancied me and it was a bit much. And and then one day she asked me out, and, and I think a friend of a friend came over and said, "Oh, Hazel wants to, wants to know if you'll be, be her boyfriend." Yeah. And I I jokingly said, "Ha!" And this is an amazing quip. You got to bear in mind I'm like ten. Okay. So for a ten year old, this is like comic genius. Yeah. Like, ha. Yeah. I'll be her boyfriend if she buys me a really big bar of dairy milk. As in like pigs happen. might fly. Right. Okay. Um. And then called your bluff, mate. Yeah. Next day big bar of dairy milk and it was the day of the school disco <sighs> so you had to finger her 
No, Gav, I'm not you. I'm not a small, weirdy, bearded man shell Casanova who diddles kids when he is a kid. I should yeah, argue. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> no, nothing happened. I just, I had to then very carefully say, I'm sorry, I didn't. With and, chocolate all around your mouth. <laughs> I don't remember what I did with the chocolate. I don't think I ate it. And yeah. it wasn't that bad. I think I kind of, I think I tried to give her the chocolate back. I like the idea of uh, a woman, a woman, she's not a woman. She's a little girl. She's probably ten or nine. Yeah. I've learned that from all the conditioning classes. Um, but like, uh, I like the idea of a little girl going home to her parents and like saying, "Oh, I need money for a giant bar of dairy milk." And they're like, "What do you need it for?" It's like because Matt Lee's will only go out with me if I get him this dairy oh, milk. And they're like, man. "Oh, you should have said yeah." It's three yeah, quid. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do. It's a tough yeah. world out there. No, but it was disco night, which meant, of course. Of course, the school jokers did the classic thing of go, of getting a song dedicated to us, Macarena or some shit. That's like, this song is for Hazel and Matt. <clears throat> Every time. And it's like, oh, this is so bad. What did you do? She was so upset, like, and I didn't, I just felt like a bad person because I was. You know, whatever song that was, man, like every time she hears that, she now thinks of probably the time not that you stole her dairy milk. Really unlikely. I didn't steal it. I gave it. <laughs> Gave it back, and uh, and yeah, I just it's just horrible. You can't really win. Like you just, I mean, that's the trick. Well, you can, you can, yeah. You just if somebody if somebody says they're interested, <laughs> quite you just easily. you quietly apologise and say you're not. You don't try and extort them for chocolate now, as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, now, yeah. Although I really like chocolate now, I've got quite a sweet tooth again. So extorting people for chocolate, maybe this is your time, Hazel. If fantastic. You're I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should like not have an affair. But I should start reaching out to women, getting them to buy me chocolate, and then being like, ah ha ha ha, running I'm off into I'm the married, night. motherfucker. I'm married. You should have loophole. <laughs> yeah, loophole. I get to keep the chocolate. I <laughs> legally can't kiss you. Like, you were so. wearing leather driving gloves at the time, though, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> <my> <laughs> loophole. <laughs> Subterfuge, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. I've been lost to your mother. I'll come all over Oh, this is, uh, what's his chops, isn't it? Alks, yeah. Alks, Alks on yeah. Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He will, he tweeted us about it, so here we go. At the risk of spouting off some kind of convoluted Tarantino narrative, my story is best told from two perspectives, my own and my dad's. Uh, Alex, I'm going to be honest with you, mate. I'm going to read one. Me. After school one day, I would have been seven or eight, year seven or eight, a lovely Irish lady came up to me as I was walking out of the grounds. Hi, Alex. I'm, I can't remember his name. Keith, which is his dad's name, sent us to pick you up and give you a lift home. He's basically, right. he's at school. He's somewhere. And stranger danger. An Irish lady comes up to him and says, your dad's told us to pick you up. Maybe a hot stranger danger. I remember thinking this was strange. I nom- normally part walk to my friend's house and then catch the bus the rest of the way. But she was quite pretty, Alex. Maybe, in her, maybe in her 30s. And I've always had a soft spot for an Irish accent, haven't we all? Mm-hmm. So I forgot all of that. She beckoned me to her car, which was a 4x4, and I saw a guy in the driver's seat. I got in and we drove with the, and we drove away. This is getting frightening. The rest of the trip I remember as very pleasant, despite the fact they went a very long way home. Oh my god. Okay. I remember the driver, his name was Fred Wenner. <laughs> I remember the driver talking on the phone, but other than that, it was lovely to have a lift home. The car was nice and big, and the lady kept talking to me the whole way. Jesus. I mean, is this the, has this been sent to the right podcast? They dropped me. Yeah, it should be like the last to be podcast on, on the left. <laughs> the police podcast. They dropped me off a while later and I thought nothing of it until my dad told me his side some years later. You've tripped me at that, Alex, and now I have to read out that as well. This is his dad. I think it's written from his dad's point of view. 
I can just see you're scanning ahead of it and you are like literally your eyebrows are raising like I've never seen them raise. And you've done some questionable shit. How does this story end? Whoa. Well, Alex is still alive. So Alex is spoilers. still alive. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I know he is. As a, this is from his dad's point of view. <clears throat> As a private investigator, the job involves dealing with the darker side of society. Cheats, benefit and marital, and criminals are par for the course. The current case around this time was dealing with multiple infringements by a major Brighton landlord on their tenants. Investigations had uncovered ties to the Irish Mafia and had got a little tensing hell. And no wonder you raised your eyebrows about this. Who could have seen this second act coming? Okay, this is back to Alex's point of view. We're talking about his dad. At 4 p.m. one day, my dad received a call. We have your son. Oh my God. Unless you drop the property investigation, we are going to slit his throat and leave him by the side of the road. I thought I thought we asked for for love stories. This is uh maybe they finger him. We don't know. <laughs> Why do you always equate fingering with, <laughs> with love? love. <laughs> it's not how it works, Gav. All this chilling all, all this lent chilling authenticity by hearing me in the background happily chatting away like an idiot to the hot Irish lady. Oh my God. The next day, my dad destroyed all evidence and removed himself from the investigation. He heard nothing else from them. And from my perspective, I knew nothing, absolutely nothing of what had happened and still can't associate the people I met with the people that called my dad. That was, that was, this was a successful kidnapping then. He said, I guess the moral of the story is you never know how close you might have to be to having your throat sit and being dumped by the side of the road. Or the moral of the story, Alex, to be honest, your dad's a fucking pussy, mate. <laughs> Have you not seen Ransom with Mel Gibson? That's a film, Gav. When people have your kids, you just you just do what they want. You don't go all Mel Gibson on them. That's fucking I mean, did that ha- madness. Did that happen on Valentine's Day? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say. But I mean I mean it's a wonderful story. I say a wonderful great. story. It's literally the kidnapping of a child. Give me back my son! Give me back my son! My son! Give me back my son! Here's another little mini cute one for you from uh I'm not going to mention their name because they asked me not to. But this is nice. Zed, there a couple of years ago, there was a girl who shared a couple of classes with at school. She was kind of geeky, cute and funny. And uh, he thought single. Uh, So he fell for her. And for a while, they they thought that she liked him as well. Um, Alarm bells are ringing. I know, right? Um, She'd been an exchange student and had a German girl living with her at the time. I assumed was just shy and couldn't speak the local lingo well enough. If this is like one of those stories like, and that girl grew up to be Adolf Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know? No, but during the months I was with this girl frequently, there was always a nagging feeling about her. When we met the corridor, the German was always there. And there was kind of an awkward feeling. And after a while, the German girl added him on Facebook to tell him oh, no. to stay away from her girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> um, apparently she thought that he was some kind of axe murderer waiting to kind of basically do something terrible. Um, and he, yes. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, he says not a sad story, but makes me cringe. I think I spent an entire year after. A year? A year after that in school with both oh. of them. Everyone knowing the pathetic ass who couldn't recognize a lesbian couple. When he saw one. Oh, I so mean, I, I think it's fair. Like I've like flirted with a girl and asked a girl out who's been gay. I mm. think that's absolutely fine. There's actually a girl I went to college with who I mm. fancied quite a bit who in the years since I've kind of wondered if she was gay. Because, because she didn't want to go out with you. Yeah. I mean, Jesus no, she, was just, 
She was just really cool and different, and I really liked her. Don't try and save it. I never asked her out. Like I just, I spent a lot of time hanging around with her because yeah, yeah. she was in the art room with me and stuff. And I just thought she was really cool. But it was one of those things sometimes where it's like, if you're wait a odd, minute, art room alarm bells match. I know, right? Art is for me and gay <laughs> women. But that's that's kind of sweet. That's kind of hard. Yeah. Um. But you don't realize that, especially I think if you're an odd person, because I found that it was like if you're a bit odd, then you try and find other people who don't quite fit in. Sometimes Hang on. it might mean... That what are you saying? Gay. That all gay people are odd now? No, but I think if... You've you... gone mad since there's <laughs> not two gays on the podcast. <laughs> Come on, when you're like 17, you're trying to find your feet and stuff. That's that's There are different reasons for that is what I mean. Yeah. Like when you have that kind of like 16, 17, you're a bit wobbly and you're not really sure what's going on, who you are and all that. Yeah. That's like one of, the, one of the reasons for that could be that. It could just be like me, you're just a fucking doofus. <laughs> it's going to take be. you a while. But, um, so you're yeah. saying all gays are doofuses? Gavin, you're disgusting. You disgust me. Gavin, you know I believe these things, but I really wish you wouldn't say them out loud on our podcast. This is from someone calling themselves Joe Screbel. What a ridiculous name! Only, an, only an awful like. person could have a name like that. Boy, sounds like a Nazi to me. Yeah. After my first kiss, I went into another room with a friend and we watched a bit of wrestling he'd taped where a woman's boobs fell out of her sports bra. We watched it at full speed, then slow motion, then full speed again. I don't know where the girl was. Thanks. Joe Scrab Bell something. Well, that's a romantic story, isn't it? Beethoven. No, no, no. Greetings from South Africa, says somebody. This story involves their first proper girlfriend when they were 16. Yeah. Uh, her, myself, and her dad, and a friend of ours decided to go and hike to go and watch the sunset. The whole hike took about three hours. This is going to get proper cabin in the woods, I can tell. Being too young to drive, I got a lift with her dad uh, to what I thought would be a rather romantic evening, presumably with her dad. Yo! Um, about 30 minutes into the hike, on the way up the mountain, she pulled me aside to tell me that she no longer had feelings for me and just oh. wanted to stay friends. Not when you're up a mountain. That's mean. You're stuck up a mountain. Oh. You can't just leave. You can't just harsh it. I actually, like, my last ex about, probably about eight, nine years ago now, I yeah. broke up with her. Uh, terrible idea, but of a moment of, of feeling like it was the right thing to do, I suddenly decided whilst in the shower, I thought, this isn't right. Yeah. I think I need to break up with her. Um, yeah. But I was in the shower at her her house, and then it meant she had to yeah. drive me to the station, and and that was a car journey I will never forget. Just I, silence and a, sadness. A friend of mine was um, broke up with his girlfriend uh, on the plane mm. to Australia where they were about to embark on a six-month like tour of the world together. Yeah, that's too late. And he broke up with her. That's a bit like, late. May. Do it in the airport, at least. They'd have sit, they still would have had to sit together. You just wouldn't... You could choose not to go. <sighs> yeah. You could ask for another seat. I think you're already pot committed in poker terms to you can, six months trip. I don't think so. Like, I think you can. You're never committed to anything. If they both went on the, on this trip as well, like, I, I, that's you know bad. What? It 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 would have to be if I'd already paid for everything. She'd literally have to be on fire. It's like there's no way I could spend six months with this girl because she's literally on fire. Yeah, but it's also it's. Or she, I seen her hurt a dog or something. I, don't know. I mean, that's interesting though, because I mean, like, I, I, I really, it's, it's again, like, I think because I, I spaffed out all my stories of me being wronged. Yeah, my ex that I broke up with before my, this my wife. A story about you being mean. 
I'm not really mean. I just, I fucked up a little bit. Set someone on fire. Uh, You're like, I I don't know how to get out of this relationship. So I set her on fire. uh, By in a house fire. It's kind of an MO for me. I think it's an MO. I think it's an MO. I I kill people's uncles with fire, right? Things get out of control. Yeah. It happens. But no, I I just felt like she'd gone traveling away for a few months. Yeah. um, And then maybe three months. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, I kind of felt like when she was gone that it wasn't right. But, yeah. And I should, I actually, at the time, it was me being dumb and the fact that I was like, oh no, but it would be so mean of me to break up with her when she's away. Yeah. Um. So I kind of waited till she got back and see how I felt. And we, she got back, she'd been back for about a month and I kind of felt, no. A month? Yeah, well, I, I was just, yeah, we didn't see each other that often. We saw each other like once a week, maybe twice yeah. a week. And I was like, yeah, I just thought, no, I, I want to see if it was, it would come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. But it was like a weird sense of personal pride that I felt like. I had to do the right thing. Yeah. And actually it's like, well, no mate, like you could have chosen a better time. Um, it didn't matter that much. If you're going to wait that long. Yeah. And also the thing I didn't realize that I feel most bad about is she'd just been like fucking around Thailand and stuff for months. And although it would have been shitty of me to break out with her when she was on a tropical fucking Island, she'd been all right. She probably would have had a better time having just been broken up with, with her best mate on a tropical Island. Yeah. Than back in fucking suburbs of south london i did that with like so so actually girlfriend like i broke up with her before she went traveling because i thought you know what i'm not i don't want to be in this relationship i'm not gonna just stay with you while you're going traveling it's like you're having such a better time if you were just wanking off thai guys <laughs> well i stand like by that. that i stand by that every day that's just just one of my rules it's one of my life rules life right? is better if you're wanking <laughs> off thai guys i mean there's probably a lot of truth in that all right we got any more yeah we have so this one right. basically this guy's halfway up a mountain so it's a similar oh, shit, thing yeah fuck. sorry i forgot about this guy back on the mountain yeah back on um, the mountain once he got to the top of the mountain um so basically he said the rest of the hike was spent awkwardly making his way up a mountain i can't imagine awkwardly walking up a mountain <laughs> you're gonna say the rest of the hike was spent awkwardly making out with it it's like yeah well it will be awkward mate she, she just said just like you. you yeah and her dad's there i mean <laughs> what you're making this really weird at the bottom of the mountain going, ah, ah, in his fiesta so their friend was oblivious to the recent dumping didn't know tried to make small talk once at the top of the mountain her father suggested we take some oh my god take some couple photos in front of the sunset Neither of us wanting to admit our new relationship status was changed. The pictures were taken. But it's very obvious in all of those pictures that one of us is on fire. Me had just been dumped. Another awkward hour was spent making our way down the mountain in the dark, followed by a very long car ride in silence. And to this day, she's still doesn't know why she chose that moment to break the news, but at least she got to see a nice sunset. I would give. Upwards of seventeen pounds to see those photos. I mean, actually, I'm not going to name drop, but if the yeah. person who sent me that story wants to send the photo, I will happily blur out the face of the lady um, yeah. before we before we look at it or, yeah. or do mean, anything else I mean, with I mean, it. I mean, obviously, send it, to, send it to Matt, and you can he will remember to blur it out. But I'm not that sure. How to Don't do send that. it to Kev. <laughs> yeah. um. Terrible idea. <laughs> okay, this is from Jad. Does he want me to say his name? I does Matt. He's, I've said it. Uh, hey guys. This story happened back when I was in first grade. What's first grade? Uh, I think it's like an so American... seven? Yeah. Okay. It's like Americans saying <clears throat> things wrong. And there was this curly-haired girl that I had a slight crush on. See, I used to collect from little bags of crisps, chips for you Americans. Little... Is he American or is he English? Anyway. Why does he think we're American? I used to collect uh, from little bags of crisps, little plastic toy Beyblades... You could spin with your fingers, and it used to be quite fun for a kid at the time. So yeah, do you know what Beyblades are? 
Babylads, yeah. That's yeah, for yeah. people who are about four years younger than us, I think. Yeah. I had a plastic bag full of them that I gave to my crush at the time so she could borrow it, Whoa. as I remember. I can see this going wrong. And give it to me later on. Days later, I asked about them, and she straight up lied, saying her mom <gasps> took it. And I... Okay, he calls her something horrible there. Not saying And that. I know she took it for herself. And as a child, I had no way of getting them back. Beyblade. I, I just like. turned, I just turned twenty one a few days ago, and I still get upset by it. Yeah, she well, if you're gonna, I don't know what word is used, but if you're gonna use inappropriate language about women, then they're gonna steal your Beyblades. That's that is the Have you learned nothing, law Jad? of the playground. Um, don't do that. Otherwise, women will steal your toys. That's it. We got one more. Oh, we got one more. One more. This is yours, then. I'm Jessica. Hope it's not bad. From Jessica. Oh, sorry, I've just said her name. Jessica Buck. Oh, Jesus, Cap. <laughs> you cannot be trusted. When I said earlier, like, oh, we'll be keep your anonymity if you want. Yeah, did you notice I didn't retweet that bit? But yeah. like, honestly, I hadn't yeah. seen it. Because like, you're but... fucking the worst, man. You're the worst. But I honestly hadn't seen that bit. So so uh, this is um, from a lady. She said, I once asked a guy via Facebook if he wanted to grab a coffee sometime. He responded two weeks later with a two paragraph message. What? Read like a legal document stating that he was not interested and then detailing why. <gasps> he concluded by saying that he thinks it would be best for us to remain strictly, capitals, acquaintances. This guy sounds like a fucking wow. So You dodged a bullet there, love. So to all you guys out there complaining about the friend zone, be grateful you're not in the acquaintance zone. <laughs> <laughs> it is a dark and cold place to be. Very good. Oh, very good. That is, that's a sad story of, uh, of people um, being terrified. Again, though, it's that it's that weird ego of young men yeah. of being like oh, the worst. The worst. I people. can't. I can't let this person think I'm interested in them because then, yeah. then what might, might as if you're like fucking some Game of Thrones warlord protecting the sanctity yeah. of your house when it's like you're just a fucking yeah. like a sad little horny boy and there are sad little horny girls. Yeah. Just, just, just chill out. Yeah, like, just don't think about it so much. So a girl that I'm internet friends with. Um, I should say friends, but anyway, um, she basically, a story of hers went viral uh, a couple of years back um, because she received, like in the same kind of way as this girl, but uh, Jess, mm-hmm. she, she'd received like a pretty disgusting uh, reply from a guy. <laughs> he sent, so basically yeah, went on a date, had a lovely time. Then the next day he, he sent her a message that said, Hey, Michelle, Sorry, been super busy at work today, hun. Thanks for a wonderful evening last night. I really enjoyed your company and actually adore you. You're cheeky and funny and just the sort of girl I would love to go out with if only my body and mind would let me. But I fear it won't. What? I'm not going to bullshit you. I fucking adore you, Michelle, and I think you're the prettiest looking girl I've ever met. But my mind gets turned on by someone slimmer. What? What? Shallow. It's not meant to be. It's the same reaction you get when you read a great author or see an amazing image or listen to a piece of music you love. See an amazing image. This it, is somebody who spends time in galleries, isn't it? It has that instant reaction in you that makes you crave more. So whilst I'm hugely turned on by your mind, your face, your personality, and, oh God, I really, really am, I can't say the same about your figure. Oh so I can sit there and God. flirt and have the most incredibly fun evening, but I have this awful feeling that when we got undressed, my body would let me down. I don't want that to happen, baby. I don't want to be lying there next to you and you asking why I'm not hard. 
Jesus. On the there are certain triggers that fire my imagination into life and your wit and intelligence at the beginning of that process, which would inevitably end up in the bedroom with just one result. I'm so disappointed in myself, Michelle, because I've generally not felt this way about anyone in ages, but I'm trying to be honest with you without sounding like a total knobhead. You fucking failed, mate. We could be amazing friends and we could flirt and joke and adore each other. And fuck me, I would marry you like a shot if you were a slip of a girl. Because what you have in that mind of yours is utterly unique and I really, really love it. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to avoid bigger pain in the future by telling you now so we don't have to go through that embarrassment. I'm a man with all the red hot lusts of a man and all the failings of a man and I'm sure of my own body and it needs me. That, that, Please try and forgive me. I adore you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Jesus, that is like my fucking least favourite form of bullshit in the year 2017 yeah. is, is people being like, hey, I'm a man. I've yeah. got all these fucking weird flaws embedded into me and I can't do anything about them. It's, it's like, you can fucking do whatever the fuck you want about any of your flaws. What a fucking prick. Like, I spent years like, being like, I'm not organized. I can't yeah. do maths. I can do maths. Yeah. I can be organized. <laughs> you just need to fucking teach yourself to do these things because, you know, we, we everyone gets some innate skills yeah. and then the rest of it, if you want to fucking do it, you can, but it's graft. This idea that yeah. people are like, oh, I can't help it. I'm a dick because yeah, I'm a man. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking like, Luckily, <sighs> like much, he's. I mean, to be fair, in everything that he writes, one of the only things that's correct is like her mind is amazing, and she absolutely fucking destroys it. Too right. I will put a link to the thing in the uh, in the SoundCloud because she absolutely murders the dude. I'm not surprised. It's unbelievable. Like, like, just um, it's like gross, just, isn't it? just if you're not interested because you're a dick. It's like you when you're a kid, mate. Don't tell him, mate. It's the thing. Don't buy me a dairy milk. It is a reminder, though, actually, that sometimes I cringe at like myself in the past, yeah, and cringe at things I've done and things I've said, and how actually more than anything, actually, is how I used to think about stuff. Okay, so it's not actually anything that's really damaged anyone or people really know about. It's more dairy milk, girl. Fair. Um, Well, yeah. yeah, I hope you guys have had a nice romantic. That yeah. time, even if it's just a romantic time with yourself, because you should be romantic with yourself. Have a nice bath, light some candles, watch Daredevil on Netflix. I get too sweaty. In it's baths. very violent. <laughs> I think your what, your bath and my bath. That's is very why different. you're in a bath, mate. Yeah, but I hate being sweaty. Like I spend a lot of my time sweaty, man. You, like, you, you get soap in there, and then yeah. the soap counteracts the sweat. Nah, get it out, mate. Not, sweat it out. Not for me. It's like that uh, that Taylor Swift song. Yeah, sweat it out. Sweat it um, out. I, I hope you enjoyed hearing our slightly sad stories and some of the fucking mental ones that you guys sent in. Yeah, some so of those stories weren't even about love, but it's all well, bittersweet. Wasn't it about a little boy being kidnapped. That's, I mean, I think really, if you didn't, dis- the Irish woman whack him off. I, I don't think so. No, not even a little kiss or anything. I think, I think, if you discount the story of a boy being kidnapped, they're all very um, sad. I think it just it just tells us that you know it's all about human honesty and yeah. just being nice to each other and. I just want to see things from other people's perspectives. If you've got a sad story you want to tell us in person, what you can do is come to the Canal Cafe Theatre in March. Oh, people tell us so many sad on stories. Monday the of March. Yes, yeah, great. And come and see us do our live show. You go to canalcafetheatre.com, buy yourself a ticket right now. People and... come up to us and they just tell us their life stories. They're just yeah. so sad. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Balls of sadness on legs. It's as long, terrifying. If you want to tell us a story, as long as you buy us a pint beforehand <laughs> then you have until i finish that pint to tell me your sad story i don't know i'm gonna be there but it's gonna be a good show i'm there sure there you go because the other boys are great brilliant also, what about me quite so the other oh, boys are great boys. <laughs> and you and then you you're part of the other boys you're just the only other boy here or you go to www.patreon.com for slash regular features and kick us some shekels there you can you um, can we'll get those and we'll spend them on nice things for the podcast mainly booze mainly but, uh, booze. but it does fuel the podcast you know so literally feels literally fine yeah 
Thank, Thank you, you very guys. much to the Sad Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Give me the money. Give me